Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only Internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Today's topic is about managing MS and chronic autoimmune diseases using paleo diet principles. I'm so very excited about today's show because I have Dr. Terry Walls back on the podcast for our third interview. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Dr. Terry Walls is an Institute for Functional Medicine certified practitioner and a clinical professor of medicine at the University of Iowa where she conducts clinical trials. In 2018, she was awarded the Institute for Functional Medicine's Linus Pauling Award for her contributions in research, clinical care, and patient advocacy. She is also a patient with secondary progressive MS, uh, which confined her to a tilt-recline wheelchair for four years. Dr. Walls restored her health using a diet and lifestyle program she designed specifically for her brain and now pedals her bike to work each day. She is the author of The Walls Protocol, How I Beat Progressive MS Using Paleo Principles and Functional Medicine, The Walls Protocol, A Radical New Way to Treat All Chronic Autoimmune Conditions Using Paleo Principles, and her cookbook, The Walls Protocol, Cooking for Life, The Revolutionary Modern Paleo Plan to Treat All Chronic Autoimmune Conditions. Dr. Terry Walls, thank you so much for being back on the Functional Medicine Radio Show again. Thank you so much for having me. So for the listeners out there, I'll make sure that we find those uh, two other interviews that we had and that we post them in the podcast notes so that you can listen to those as well as today's interview. So Dr. Terry Wells, how have you been? You know, life just continues to be so extraordinary. I feel so blessed. And so it's exciting that you have a book coming out in March. Tell us Mm -hmm. about that. Well, what we've done is we've gone back to uh, my original book, The Walls Protocol, and I've updated it with uh, the research from our lab, uh, more research on the epigenetics, the microbiome. Uh, and so uh, we've added you know, lots of new material. Uh, so it's about a third new, uh, new stuff. Uh, and it's so exciting because the ideas that I was talking about at first seemed so radical to the neurology in brain science community in uh, 2014, are now being endorsed by uh, a, a much larger group within the neuroscience community. Instead of being, you know, condemned for uh, creating false hope, now I'm being increasingly recognized as this brilliant visionary. So that that's uh, pretty exciting. That's really fantastic that you're getting the due credit. Yes. That you yes. deserve. Yeah, very exciting. So um, can you first tell us a little bit about your story in case there's listeners out there that are not familiar? Yeah, so I'm a conventional internal medicine doc uh, who is uh, really very, very conventional. 
but uh, in 2000s, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I had weakness in my left leg, lesions in my spinal cord. And of course, I wanted to treat my disease aggressively, so I sought out the best people in the country, took the newest drugs, and went relentlessly downhill. Um, I, at two years, I was introduced to the paleo diet, and I, after 20 years of being a low-fat vegetarian, I went back to eating meat, giving up all grains, all dairy, all legumes, so big change. I continued to go downhill, uh, and uh, the next year, I needed a tilt recline wheelchair, continued to take the most aggressive drugs possible, and I... Uh, by 2007, I'm so weak I cannot sit up in a regular chair. I'm beginning to have brain fog, and I've had 27 years of worsening trigeminal neuralgia, which is a, uh, electrical face pain. So, so I was on really the brink of uh, disaster. But you know, I'd been reading the basic science, ancestral health principles, functional medicine, and integrating all all that I was reading. I designed a diet and lifestyle protocol for my mitochondria, for my brain cells, to slow my decline. And to my amazement, my uh, brain fog went away, my pain was stopped, and then I began getting stronger. And within six months, I am able, I'm, I'm walking again. And in fact, I'm able to get on my bike for the first time in six years and pedal around the block. Now my children are crying, my wife is crying, and I'm crying. Uh, and then in six more months, so 12 months of this, I'm able to do an 18.5-mile bike ride with my family. So, of course, more tears. My kids are crying, my wife's crying, I'm crying. Uh, and this radically changes how I think about disease, how I think about health. Um, it changes how I practice medicine. And it would ultimately change the type of research that I do. So when you say that you designed a plan for your brain health and your mitochondrial health, can you give yes. us the basic principles? Like there was lifestyle factors and diet nutrition sure. factors. Yeah. So, you know, the, the first thing is I'd been adding supplements uh, targeting my mitochondria. Yeah, and I had this big aha moment. Like what if I use the list of nutrients I was taking uh, in my uh, supplements as a guide for how I should design my nutrition. So I created a very structured paleo diet. I went back to my daily meditation. I had been exercising all along, because I was an athlete before becoming a physician. Uh, but I, so I, and I worked with my physical therapist who I'd been seeing for all, you know, those uh, three years, we added electrical stimulation uh, of muscles to my workout. Uh, and it was breathtaking. It was stunning. Once I redesigned my diet, the speed of change was just breathtaking. And you're still using those principles in your clinics to, to help patients. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I had such because what I did was I, I started focusing on diet uh, in my clinics, the primary care clinic, the traumatic brain injury clinic, and I had remarkable results and and remarkable success at getting people to make these big changes. So that the VA hospital uh, asked me to uh, create a clinic uh, that we ultimately call the Therapeutic Lifestyle Clinic, and you know I began seeing uh, people from the pain clinic, people from primary care, and psychiatry clinics 
who had complicated medical problems that they couldn't really help. And we're helping these folks. We're turning off their pain. We're turning off the brain fog. We're stabilizing their mood. We're uh, imp- dramatically improving their uh, blood sugars. People with severe obesity, they're beginning to lose weight. Uh, and so it, it wasn't long, and, and we had a big waiting list. I started doing group classes. We started adding staff because we had such success. So your wall's protocol is not just for MS, not just for autoimmune disease. It, it can help many different health problems. Yeah. You know, the, <clears throat> the kinds of problems that we were helping, yeah, you know, certainly the you know, rheumatoid arthritis, systemic lupus, fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, uh, and then the primary care stuff, uh, obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure. Uh, we had folks coming in with heart failure and heart disease. Um, and then uh, from the pain clinic, we had people with pain from a wide variety of, uh, of problems, you know, the, the severe autoimmune issues, uh, people who had war injuries uh, and uh, traumatic amputations, uh, people with uh, back surgery and back pain. Uh, then we had neuropathies from a wide variety of causes with a painful, burning uh, pain in their legs and hands. Uh, so... It, it was remarkable, uh, the, the variety of people that would come, and we would you know, take them through our uh, intake clinics uh, and then our support groups, uh, and we really relied on, because I, you know, I had so many people wanting to come, and I, and I did not want to turn people away, so we ended up figuring out how to do this in group classes, uh, and you know, as I was getting more comfortable with this, I could, I could do this in a larger group. Yeah, uh, it, it it was remarkable, and then you know, actually also ended up having to give reports to the uh, chief of staff and the director of the hospital every three months with our progress, the number of people that we saw, how we changed their uh, overall blood pressure, their blood sugars, their lipid values, their use of pain meds, their use of blood sugar meds, the use of meds overall, because we were so successful. And the the thing that we have to remember is as you're doing this, you're you're within the medical model, and what you're doing is considered quite radical with these diet changes and lifestyle changes. Oh, and, yes. And that, it was quite radical. And yeah. I had to meet with the uh, chair of medicine, the chief of primary care, to explain what I was doing. And so I, I, was, and I was inviting the uh, primary care staff, the medical staff, the pain clinic staff to come to our clinic and, and, you know, be flies on the wall and watch what we did. So everyone had to understand what we were doing and be enthusiastic supporters. And thank goodness that they did understand and they were enthusiastic supporters. So, Dr. Walls, if you could estimate how many people have gone through your program. Well, thousands. And then on top, and, of, and, yeah, and on and top of that, you're doing I, research, too. Right. The other thing I, I want people to understand is the people that I was serving in my lifestyle clinic at the VA um, were often disabled, unable to work due to their medical uh, illness. And so they had you know, severe financial restraints. Uh, many of them were living on food stamps in rural Americas where they're having to shop in these um, small rural uh, grocery stores. So I'm teaching people how to how to make these changes 
while they live on fixed income. So, so when I hear people say they can't afford functional medicine because they don't have lots of money uh, for all these testing and supplements, I did all this in the VA where all I could do were you know basic primary care labs like lipids, hemoglobin A1C, uh, B12, homocysteine, you know, very basic labs. And the very basic supplements that I'm using are things like B vitamins, um, fish oil, uh, and Saccharomyces boulardii for my probiotic. Uh, and we still got stunning success. I'm so glad that you bring that up because that is something that I hear from patients as as pushback is about the cost. And on our last yeah. interview that we did together, you brought that up that this is totally yeah. possible. And, you know, and I'm so excited that I, I've since joined the faculty of IFM, uh, and I also teach for uh, A4M uh, as well, uh, how uh, the, the principles that I used in my VA clinics so that the um, practitioners that we're training understand that we can have remarkable success without lots of labs, without lots of um, uh, supplements, uh, in that we did this through classes, group efforts, teaching people how to cook, teaching them uh, various meditative practices, uh, teaching them uh, movement practices, and creating that group bond. because many functional medicine docs rely on testing to convince people to make these big changes. And we rely on story, uh, on uh, that old-fashioned thing known as a history and physical. And then we rely on classes in peer teaching to help people acquire those skills to make these very big changes in how they're thinking about their diet and lifestyle choices. And then I would also think within your group classes, there's a certain amount of um, support from everybody in that class. It's a huge, it's a huge level of support. You know, uh, uh, they inspire one another. They uh, talk from their own personal experience as to how they dealt with the cravings, how they dealt with family members, children or grandchildren or aunts, uncles, uh, grandparents. And that peer-to-peer conversation about uh, real experience is so, so uh, powerful. It's actually more powerful than uh, my talking about experience. uh, experience. One of the things that we learned from our vets uh, and working with them, their families, and the uh, health behavior psychologist that we also worked with at the VA is that it's a much more complex process of behavior change. And so we, I've managed to uh, uh, create a more detailed step-by-step process that we go through in a very intentional way to f- support changing your behavior. And so the traditional model has just five steps, uh, pre-contemplation, contemplation, action, sustaining action, uh, and then uh, a maintenance phase. We have uh, 15 steps that we work on guiding people through how we support making and sustaining behavior change and the various things that we can do to make their environment more successful and the skills that we explicitly teach to veterans so they can be more successful. Uh, you know, And I discuss this in the book 
Uh, I can, uh, in fact, I now, uh, because this is so powerful, uh, we have started a training program to train other practitioners so they can have this more detailed approach with their uh, practice to help people be successful. Because, you know, w- when it, we struggle with our patients, Carrie, it's not because generally that we ordered the wrong test or the wrong supplement. It's that our, our patients are still struggling with that behavior change process, that they're still caught up in the addictions to the uh, harmful foods or the sedentary lifestyle. That's fantastic that you put together that training course. I'm going to look into that personally for myself. Um, it, it, is, it is so powerful. That, yeah. um, it is so powerful to have more tools on how we can help people break from that food addiction mm-hmm. uh, and break from the addictions to the sedentary lifestyle. Yeah, ultimately, we want our patients to be successful. And of course, the patients, they want to be successful. But sometimes it, there's it, something missing there. This, well, it, it is hard. And, and as a practitioner, we uh, succumb to arguing with our patients. Uh, and, you know, that dis- disrupts the patient-physician-practitioner uh, relationship. Uh, and so uh, what I teach is, you know, uh, we don't argue. Um, we offer information. We offer uh, inspiration, hope, possibility. Uh, and then when the patient is ready... Uh, to begin the process, uh, we have to address the addictions uh, and how we ease, uh, reduce the friction to the behaviors that the patient says, yes, they want to increase, and how we help them create more friction to the behaviors they don't want to do anymore. And uh, so this is a dance. It's, It's like learning how to dance with your patients. You can't argue with your dance partner. You just have to help create that environment so the dance can go more smoothly. And you certainly can't teach someone to dance until they're ready to actually want to uh, learn learn those steps. So do you talk about some of this in the new revision of yes. your book? So, yeah, so in the book, uh, I talk a lot more uh, about behavior change in the new book. So uh, we have that. Uh, and we talk more about uh, food addictions and how we deal with that. I, I give a, a lot more uh, uh, detailed steps that we can go through to uh, address food in a more incremental way to make those changes and how to personalize the diet if you've got oxalate issues or uh, FODMAP or histamine issues. So we give some, uh, a bit more guidance there. Uh and how we improve the emotional resilience to do the work, and of course how we improve the metabolic resilience. But I, I think that the the discussion about behavior change uh, is very powerful, both for the practitioners and uh, the patients. When you think about all the of the different parts to the the protocol, what what do you think would be three things that listeners could do right now to start helping themselves? Well, I think it begins with understanding what you want your health for, uh, because uh, doing change uh, is work. So starting to have a clear understanding what I'd like my health for, maybe it's to uh, walk down uh, your son or daughter down at their wedding or to dance in their wedding, uh, or perhaps it's just to walk 
uh, in the grocery store again. So clear understand what you want your health for. And tied with that is, uh, what's my life mission? What's my life purpose? Then the next thing I'd like to have you do is work on the foods that we want you to add in. So more non-starchy vegetables. Uh, and uh, the third thing is, if you're not comfortable cooking, I don't mean fancy cooking. I just mean cooking things from scratch using ingredients, uh, vegetables, and meat without having to go to boxes and canned stuff. I'd sure like you to get a cooking a cooking class that can help you learn how to improvise and cook with the ingredients that you have left in your refrigerator so you can eliminate food waste. Um, those Those will be life-changing skills. And the first part of that, what do you want your health for and what's your life's purpose? For most people, those are big questions for them. And they will evolve over time. Yeah. Absolutely. So in the midst of my illness, my life purpose was I wanted my children to grow up to be successful uh, emotionally and financially uh, adults. Uh, and so... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like, okay, I have to inspire them to not give up. Well, my kids are now adults. I still, of course, want them to be successful, uh, but they apparently are doing a pretty good job of it. Uh, and so now I have a, a different big goal, and that is to help facilitate an epidemic of health. Uh, an epidemic but, of health. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, of course, our, our goals, our hopes, and dreams will evolve and change as our life circumstance changes. And that those those goals, the, the life purpose, what, what do you want your health for, that's something that helps fuel the, the drive to keep moving forward, to keep instituting change in a positive direction. Right. It, it, it fuels the desire to do the work on, okay, I have this really big goal, um, and I also encourage having a physical goal that, you'd like to do someday and what you might want to do in about a year. And then we can break it down to what's the little tiny next small actionable step that you could add this week. And it should be a little thing, but we don't want it to be too hard, but we want, want it to support your big physical goal. So helping people break down what's the next actionable step uh, helps them make, you know, slow, steady progress. Dr. Walls, are you still doing research? As a matter of fact, I am. And I uh, have uh, I'm in the process of comparing a low-fat diet, known as the Swank diet, to the uh, modified paleo diet, which is uh, the Walls diet. Uh, and we're analyzing that data, going through data cleaning right now. So that process, very exciting. Uh, and then I- I'm in the process of getting approval to start our next study, and the next study, uh, very exciting, we are comparing in a quasi-experimental way, so people who, who have been newly diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, who have been offered the disease-modifying drugs and have declined them because they want to use that diet and lifestyle, we will train those folks on basically the WALS protocol, diet and lifestyle, uh, the WALS diet, a stress-reducing practice, a uh, exercise program, 
Uh, well, so we'll compare that cohort to a cohort that's getting standard conventional approach at the MS clinic at the university. And so they'll all be taking drugs. And we'll compare these two cohorts to see how they do. We'll compare walking, thinking, vision measures, and we'll compare biomarkers, including MRIs, at the baseline in 12 months. And if I can show that these two groups are equivalent, that will be incredibly powerful. Fantastic. Dr. Walls, um, if our listeners want to learn more about you, want to learn more about the protocol, um, where can they find your book? What what kind of resources yeah. can you give <clears throat> us to share? So great. If you go to terrywalls.com forward slash diet, there's a one-page handout that's a lovely summary uh, of the basic diet. If you go to terrywalls.com forward slash research papers, you can get access to our research papers and this really lovely video that shows the changes in walking ability uh, at, from the first study. It's it's lovely, it's dramatic, it's inspiring. And if you just go to terrywalls.com, you'll see links to our um, seminar that we have that's a live event every year where hundreds of people come from all over the globe, many, many Canadians, to learn uh, about our, exper- our protocols and to practice the skills that we teach. Um, so that's very fun. Um, then we have now for practitioners a training and certification program. We have a live version and a uh, online virtual version. That's at terrywalls.com forward slash certification. And then, of course, yeah, pick up the book, um, uh, which is available as of March 17th, with all that new information. So I'll make sure that we have all of those links in the podcast notes so that our listeners can find your resources very easily. Dr. Walls, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has been another awesome interview. Thank you. All right, that wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Dr. Terry Walls. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next time for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carey is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carey is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.